Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We were talking about the art of tidying up, the Netflix show featuring Marie Kondo based on her award-winning book uh, that has the whole nation Going through their clothing, going through their books. Look, if you like secondhand shopping right now, it's your time. It's your time. It's true. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off this week. He'll be back on Monday. Holly Roberts and I are here. And Holly, you watched one episode of the show. I watched the whole season. And um, we were talking about some of the backlash against the show. And um, and I was saying that one of the the things that that I found difficult about the show was that it held up a mirror to a part of me that I wasn't really excited about looking at. Yeah, from a tidying up mm-hmm. show. Isn't that weird? Are you I, a hoarder? Well, no. Um, some people say I am, but I'm, I really am not. In fact, actually, like I, I have a steady cycle of getting rid of stuff happening in my life. You're a fine um, curator of as seen on TV products. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but this is the thing about, and I think, I think if you really get down to brass tacks, the things that people are nitpicking about the show that they don't like usually is something that is holding a mirror to them that they are not fond of in themselves or they're not willing to confront. Right. Right. And so if I'm going to be vulnerable here for me, it was the piece of the show where she talks to them about the people who are on the show tidying up. Yeah. So they're tidying up. Marie Kondo's there. She's talking to a family. I know that there are, you know, big families involved mm-hmm. in some of these episodes. And there are children involved. Kids. And she and they will say, like, do your children help you clean? And she says, oh, they love to help me clean. They see how joyful I am when I fold. And then they, they pick up on that joy. And so they love to fold. And it brings them joy, too. Wait, Marie Kondo says that? Yeah. And that's when I was like, shut it down. <laughs> and because... I that was the mirror it held up to me was like, I don't have that joy. No. (laughs) And my children don't see joy when it comes to cleaning at my house because I do not find it joyful. I do not find tidying up joyful. I do not find folding clothing joyful. I do not find laundry joyful. I find the end result joyful. No. You know what's joyful is seeing the clean laundry in a bag at the foot of your bed, and then you just rummage out of the bag at the end of the bed until it's empty again, (laughs) and then you put the dirty stuff back into it. But that's... It's fascinating because I would ask you, Colleen, now you're looking at yourself in this mirror, Uh seeing Marie Kondo, her children have joy when they fold their laundry. Your kids 
basically give you the stink eye yes. whenever you ask them to put their socks in the drawer. Because they're reflecting back what they see their mother doing, which is giving them the stink eye. <laughs> no, or just giving life the stink eye because there's dirty socks and clean socks and I have to do the things that make them the clean right. socks and put them in the drawer. But I would ask you, Colleen, mm-hmm. what child actually enjoys doing laundry? Honestly, I, genuinely. I don't now, know. sure, there are children out there who may enjoy that task. But most kids, I remember being a kid, that's the last thing that they want to do. So I'm here. Thank you. I'm showing another mirror. Thank you. I want to gaze in that mirror. Gaze into this mirror. And I'm telling you, Colleen, dirty socks, Mm. unfolded underwear, that wet towel that's sitting on top of your bed. How did you know? It's okay. Thank you. Well, so that's okay. Which actually, I mean, which is what brings me to this question. How do you, 651-641-1071, how do you declutter? What are the little life hacks that you use to declutter and tidy up in your own life? Because one of the things about this, um, the, the condo method, and I love, listen, I love that people have embraced this and are working their way through it. But, but even on the TV show, even in the book, they're very upfront about the fact that this is a months long process to kind of achieve the entire, um, you know, tidying up method. Uh, but, but I think that there are many different little ways that people tidy up on a day to day basis. What is your little life hack that you do on a daily basis to declutter in your own life? 651-641-1071. I, I, uh, opened another article today that was, uh, talking about how to declutter your home with a minimal effort. And mm-hmm. one of the tips that this author gives is to, um, always have like a canvas bag hanging on your front doorknob. And every day, just pick up one thing that you think it's time to say goodbye to, drop it in the bag. And when that bag is full, then it's just time to bring it to a place to donate. I love that. I know I do too, because it doesn't have to be something that takes your entire day where you're putting, I mean, it doesn't have to be a mountain to climb. It can be a small daily practice. Well, this KonMari method of cleaning takes a long time. And you you see that in the episodes where it's, they're covering about a month's worth of time in 20 minutes. Exactly. Which is kind of a, it gives you kind of false hope. Let's go to Alex. Hi, Alex. What did you want to share? So sometimes what I will do is I'll set a timer on the microwave for like 15, 20 minutes. I just see what all I can get rid of or clean in that time frame. And then I feel really good about what I was able to accomplish in that time. I I love that, Alex. That is so great. I did that exact same thing just this morning. I set the timer for five minutes and I cleared out an entire bookshelf I got oh, rid of wow. all the books that I did. Well, I mean, it wasn't a big book. It was like four shelves, but one, <laughs> like one entire shelf of it. I got rid of the books that I don't read or haven't read or am not going to read or already read and didn't really like. So thank you. Well, That's, you that was a good yes, one. Alex, thank you. I, like I, that one. I do the same thing when I'm cleaning the kitchen or I'm cleaning the bathroom. Right. I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. The water is boiling. How fast yeah. do I have to clean the kitchen. It okay. becomes a game show in my own kitchen. Holly, this article, Deborah Robertson, that was exactly what she said. Oh, really? Is, you know, when you are doing something that requires waiting, like are you boiling water in your tea kettle, what can you do in that amount of time? Yeah. Can you clean out one junk drawer? Perfect. Exactly. Done. I love it. Let's go to Trish. Hi, Trish. What are the quick and easy life hacks you have for tidying up on a day-to-day basis? Hi, this isn't too groundbreaking, 
but 90% of the mail that I get, the U.S. mail, doesn't even make it in the house. I just sort it on the way back up the driveway, and junk immediately goes in my recycle bin. Like, it doesn't even make it in the house. That's genius. Perfect, Trish. That is so great. Thank you, Trish. Trish. Yeah, you know, even better, like, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great if, like, my I had a shredder right next to the mailbox? Just, mm-hmm. nope, don't need it. Shred it yeah. immediately. Done. Satisfying. Um, I will, uh, let's go to Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. Jennifer, what is your life hack for tidying up? Hi, mine is I I start outside of my house. When I'm at Target, when I'm out shopping for clothes, I have to love it, and I mm. have to only need it. Like, I'm not a big, like, go into Target and buy $200 worth of crap I don't need. Mm-hmm. I go in, I only get, I stick to what I need, and the clothing thing especially, it's like if I love it, and I see it on a hanger, and I think it's pretty, the pattern's gorgeous, but I know in my heart I would never wear it, I just appreciate it. I go, you're beautiful, and then I walk away from it. So I start oh. way before it even comes into the house. I love that, yes, Jennifer. That Jennifer. is good. Nip it in the bud. That is so good. Now, I'm going to just give you a quick cleaning hack. This is not a tidying hack. This is a cleaning hack. Yes, please. But I have practiced this for the past, I'm going to say, year. And it has like changed my life. It sounds so ridiculous. I clean the shower while I'm in it. What? Why the heck did I not think of that before? It is, I am telling you, it is like, it is a game changer. I also bring coffee in the shower with me. Leave me alone. Coffee, it is the coffee best. Shower, shower coffee, coffee, best thing in the world. Shower beer is a thing too. I know, mm-hmm. but I never take showers. I don't never take showers at beer time, but I take, I take coffee showers every day. So coffee in the shower, clean the shower while you're in it. Boom. Like then the rest of the cleaning of the bathroom takes like, no time. I'm going to try this, Colleen. I know. I'm going to Every do day. It. I have the cleanest shower in the world. It's the best. <laughs> my shower's nasty It's right not going to be anymore. Oh. Every day, clean the shower while you're in it. And it gives you an excuse to stay in the shower longer. You're welcome. Oh, I feel like we did some good community service like here. Too. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to do some more community service because we got to call BS on this story about Lady Gaga. I cannot believe this line of you-know-what she's trying to sell us about what she was doing when the Oscar nominations came out. It is a lie. I will tell you what the lie is after this on My Talk 107.1. Lady Gaga. I was born at night, but I was not born last night. You were just born this way. I thank you. I do not believe you. Oh, she's telling us a lie. I'm going to tell you what that lie is on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is in Africa. He'll be back on Monday. Holly Roberts and I are taking you to 3 o'clock. And, uh, you know, the Oscar nominations came out this week. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, just yesterday morning. Funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you remember how uh, Lady Gaga starred in A Star is Born? And she's been lobbying for the Oscar ever since. Yeah, I mean, how could we forget that she was in that movie? You can't forget because no. she's been lobbying for the awards ever since uh, she got the darn role. And... um I think we all think it's because she's going for the coveted EGOT, right? Yeah. The Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, uh, the magical combination that only a precious maybe dozen or so um, people have. This is a prestigious honor and certainly one that she would be deserving of. Um, but here's where I'm calling foul on her. 
She says uh, of the nominations, the Oscar nominations, she says, quote, she says this to the New York Times in an interview. I've been trying to get some sleep because I'm on showbiz time. Uh, So I woke up around 830 and I didn't know anything about it, meaning she didn't know anything about the Oscar nominations. Uh? So she overslept. Uh? And she slept through the nominations. Hmm? And the only way she knew that she'd been nominated for the Best Actress category was because of the scores of texts she had been getting from people who were congratulating her. <clears throat> that gets a big Tim the Toolman Taylor noise if I've ever heard a story. I mean... Um, okay, let me just try this out on you. Please. Give me mm, one or two things in your life that you've slept, overslept through. Oh, there have been a few. One, maybe I've overslept a gym workout. Oh, for sure. A class. Like, I don't really feel like going to that. I might just, oops-a-daisy, forget to set my alarm. Mm, My jams feel so good. So there's a moment where Uh one oversleeps. Also, overslept First hour in school? For sure. Not a big deal. I'm just going to stroll into Spanish class like nobody is paying attention. Mm -hmm. Too bad they are, and then you get detention. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Maybe a test? Oh, yeah, maybe a test. Maybe a dentist appointment? Oh, a dentist appointment for sure. Right? That's a pain in the butt to Um, reschedule. But like um, the day that they're announcing the possibly like biggest nomination for an award of your career that you have been anticipating and lobbying for for how long do you sleep through that that would be no why is she trying to tell us this i think she's trying to seem a little grounded now to your point colleen we've noted that lady gaga has really been hustling hard for Star is Born since the film came out in October. And she's been going full Hollywood movie star. Mm -hmm. She's playing the role of a Hollywood movie star in all the press that she's doing for A Star is Born. The only thing that I can think of that would possibly lead Lady Gaga to say this is that perhaps she doesn't want to seem as eager as she has been playing in the press uh-huh. on the red carpet. She's uh-huh. just trying to play it cool. She's just trying to like be one of us. She doesn't want to seem so thirsty for that EGOT, which you know what? If you are thirsty for an EGOT, congratulations, go for it. Just own it. I think that that's how I feel about it. Like too little, too late. Like we've seen all the work you've been doing to try to get this award. This award. Yeah. You know, we've seen you out pushing yourself. We've seen you selling yourself. I don't, Like, what's the... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Point of playing small to it now. Yes. I don't understand. Yeah, so that's one theory. Uh-huh. That she's just trying to play it small because she's been playing so big doing the press for A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a blind item on the other hand. Uh-oh. That let's... may give some insight into what Lady Gaga was really doing yesterday morning. Yikes. Well, let's set it up properly. Blinded by the item. So here's your blind item. I'm just going to tell you now it's about Lady Gaga. Okay. Let me read it for you. Left out of the conversation with this A-list singer slash A-list actress about her reaction to some recent big news is that she was passed out on pills and booze. Oh. There's your blind item. Yikes. So, if you were to believe this blind item, which is sourced from crazydaysandnights.net, it's that Lady Gaga, yeah, actually she was asleep. But maybe she was asleep. More of the passed out variety. Artificially. Ugh. Yeah. Now, she said she... Now, the clue that may lead... To some validity in this blind item, Colleen, is the story that you read at the beginning of the segment from the New York Times. She said, I've been trying to get some sleep because I'm on showbiz time. Right. That leads me to believe she's doing her Las Vegas residencies, Mm -hmm. two Las Vegas residencies at this time. Back to back. She's on the award show circuit. And she's doing all sorts of other kind of Hollywood work. That would be really tiring. Absolutely. And maybe she really did need to get some sleep and she needed a little bit of help with that. Absolutely. So that's just a theory. A blind item, if you will. Uh, all right, this could well, be totally made up and she's just faking the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would have maybe told a different story. But whatever. Yeah. All right. When yeah. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, it's time for celebrities behaving badly. We've got oh, some D-bags for you. I got you. a D-bag. Woo! After this. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it all the time. They do it so often, in fact, that we have designed an entire segment around it. Right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is off. He'll be back on Monday. Holly Roberts and I are here celebrating these celebrities behaving badly we call them d-bags presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day well and we teased before the break that both of our d-bags are big today yeah they are which Um, is great for us yes okay so i have a frequent flyer her name is chloe kardashian Oh, all aboard um okay so she did this interview with Entertainment Tonight. It's a real good show. It is. Entertainment Tonight. It's, it's a, a real, real good show. show. So she explained, oh God, I can't even do this. This is unbelievable with a straight face. Oh, she said uh, that she finally realized her favorite part of being a mom. Oh, really? <sighs> wow. I'm really, let's hear this really big revelation from Khloe Kardashian. Well, the beginning of it is really sweet. She says, you know, her favorite part of being a mom, uh, and she says it's so corny, but it's just like, no matter how tired you are, it's just complete bliss, no matter what. Now, I would I would disagree with that on some level. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't 
No, I think that's sort of, I don't like it when people say that because then you start to feel kind of ashamed when you don't feel that complete bliss at all times. Somehow I feel complete bliss is not a state that you're feeling when your kid blows out their diaper in the middle of a store and you have to clean it up. It's not, I wouldn't call blissful? it bliss. No. I wouldn't call it bliss. No. You know, I would, you're not like, it's, it's a really, you can't really describe that feeling. Um, <laughs> but it's not bliss. I can tell it. you that it's yeah. not bliss. Um, but so I, anyway, but I will say, like, I, I understand it's a sweet thought. And I think what she's saying is that she sees that beautiful face and she loves that beautiful face. And even when you're tired, you are proud that this is part of your life. OK, yeah, I'm get, just going to yeah. paraphrase what I think she's trying to say. It's a nice sentiment. Yes. But here's where she turns into a D-bag. Oh, no. Because in trying to prove this point, she says, like, for example. Oh, no. On Christmas Day, I was so hungover, and I was like, how am I going to get through this day? And then just when you see your baby and how happy she is, you get through it. I was like, okay, I feel like I can do anything. I could do this. Okay. Hi, (laughs) Chloe. Weird story. Your child is not a hangover cure. No. Mm Mm-mm. Your your child is not Alka Seltzer, uh, no. Gatorade, and a big bag of Wendy's. No, no. Like, I don't even. I'm not even really sure why that seemed like that was the best example um, of explaining how joyful being a mother is. Blissful. Yeah, Chloe. Like, a little off the I mark love there. being a mom so much. Those children, they just inspire me to be my best self, even when I'm really tired. Mm. For example, I was real hungover. On Christmas Day. But then I saw that beautiful face and I was like, well, this is all worth it. I, what? Yeah, I had my head down in the toilet because I had one too many drinks at mom's Christmas Eve party. And, and then, then I saw that beautiful face and I had the courage to persevere. Wow. True courage, Khloe <laughs> Kardashian. I cannot. Interestingly enough, there was another celebrity story about a celebrity being hungover and deciding not to drink until their child is an adult. That was Anne Hathaway oh, yesterday. Yeah. She was on Ellen. She said that she brought her kid to school hungover once and she would never do that again. Yikes. You know, I will say it's interesting because the headlines on that story have been Anne Hathaway explains why she won't drink for the next 18 years. And I, I'm i intrigued by the notion that it's, that she's saying she's just not going to drink for the next 18 years. It makes a good headline, Colleen. I know. It, that's what I think is so weird about it. She's going to have a little sip here or there. Now, I understand the sentiment of not drinking so much that you're hungover. Yes. And it impedes on the things that you actually need to do as an adult. That's just called maturity. Well, and I'm proud of the conversation it begins, right? Yes. Like, I like the things that she's saying about it. Like, she doesn't like the way she behaves when she's drinking and she notices that she's done some really irresponsible things but that headline of like Anna Hathaway has chosen to stop drinking for the next 18 years like as though you know it's on her calendar and when the 18 years are up then all bets are off I don't know it's such a bizarre it's clickbait it is clickbait it's working though it's kind of debaggy though because that's this is where we put them and it's fantastic now I wanted to tell you about this yesterday but we didn't have time but I've got a Lord D-bag, and it also has to do with the world of parenting. My D-bag of today is British comedian Russell Brand. Oh, yeah. Remember, he was a thing about 10 years ago. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then he like married Katy Perry and stuff. That's right, yes. I like, almost forgot about that. I almost forgot about that, right? too, until just now. So, yes, the ex-husband of Katy Perry, Russell Brand, a British comedian talented in his own right. He's now married to another woman, and he's a parent to two children. 
My gosh. Time flies. Time flies. When you're not paying attention to Russell Brand. Sure does. (laughs) So (laughs) Russell Brand is married to a woman named Laura. And he has some interesting perspectives on what it means to be a father. Oh, good. I love to hear about this. Yes. So Russell Brand, in a new interview with the London Times newspaper, really basically likes to shoulder everything on his wife because he can't handle it. Oh, dear. Russell Brand saying that his wife, she wouldn't go away for 24 hours, Laura. No. She respects and cares for the children's safety too much. The reason why she needs to be so focused on the children 24 hours a day is because Russell Brand, their father, is really focused on other things, Colleen. This is what he has to say. Yes, I'm very, very focused on the mystical connotations of Mabel's beauty and grace, Mabel being his daughter. Not so good on the nappies and making sure they eat food. When I looked after Mabel on her own, she dropped two social classes. He goes on to say about the practical aspects of parenting, you know, feeding your children, clothing them, bathing them, doing all the things that parents do on the regular. He said, I'm still of a romantic and reflective and possibly a religious disposition. That's my worldview. He's not pragmatic. So he doesn't want to remember carrying around the diaper bag and the carrot stick, Colleen. Mm -mm. Was he, did he think he was being funny when he said that? No, I don't think so. Oh dear. (laughs) I think that was given as a quote, unironically, to the Sunday Times. Weird. Yeah. So his excuse for not helping taking care of his children is that he's romantic, Colleen. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think about, like, yeah. if I, what if I said that? Yeah. Think about that. Like, Put it through the Colleen Lindstrom if filter. I, and I'm like, I mean, not even just me, I like, but like any mother. Yes. Seriously. Yes. What if Anne Hathaway said that? Exactly. What if she was like, yeah, I'm not really the kind of parent who can be bothered to do like the diaper changing and the feeding stuff. Yes. I really am like more of like a, like, I just think like about like the spiritual stuff and like honoring the beauty in the child. Uh, No. Somebody else needs to be responsible for the actual like caring for the child. If a mother said that, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So then Russell Brand goes on to say, oh, totally, Laura, his wife, does it all. It turns out that she is extremely well-versed in the nuances and complexities of child reading. <clears throat> Russell Brand, I tell you, the reason she is, is because she doesn't get any help from you whatsoever, and she knows that you're a complete oh, waste of space. My goodness. And so she's a responsible mother and totally understands, Russell Brand, you're pointless and useless in the realm of parenting. So she has to be. She has to be. This is fascinating. Isn't it, though? <laughs> Isn't it, though? It's so deep, Abby. I, the thing I, well, I think the thing that I find the most interesting is that he said those words aloud. And had them quoted yeah. in a worldwide publication. And was like, this sounds like something people will appreciate and relate to. Yeah. And Russell Brand... Of course your wife wouldn't go away for 24 hours because you're a parental disaster. Yeah, I don't. Wow, that's a lot. That's wow. <laughs> I got, I feel like I should send her some like flowers or like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, a, well, I don't. Um, a condolences a card. I don't sorry, know. For, like, the, for the crappy I husband. I don't know what to do. I That's. It's really debaggy are people like is the internet oh he's being dragged okay yes rightfully so because there you can appreciate 
the mystical connotations of your children and their beauty and their grace, but you can also and remember, remember to feed them. Yeah, you can bring <laughs> carrot sticks along right. and a little tote bag yeah. with their diapers and remember to get them to school on time. Yeah. It's not an excuse. Well, you know, listen, I, nobody's perfect and well, nobody nobody does all of the things 100% well all of the time. Absolutely right? not. That's and, not what we're saying and you here. can And you can also, Russell Brand, say, you know, I am more focused on these things. This is where I find that I uh, am most appreciative as a parent. It is harder for me to focus on the things like the changing of the diapers. But you know what? We all have to rise to the occasion and do things that maybe aren't the thing that comes naturally or we uh, we're really excited about focusing on. Yeah. And I think in Russell Brand's attempt at being self-deprecating and understanding and acknowledging his flaws in parenting He ultimately just sounds Sounds like like a a Mm -hmm. Mm D-bag. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, this is like, we're like flowing quite well. well. Let's cleanse the palate a little bit in between. Well, because we can hear from... Oh, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. So we went from D-bags. Yes. We need to cleanse the palate a little bit because something on the other side of this break is working our last nerves. Yes. Really working my last nerve, but I think Colleen... It'll work mine too. It'll work yours. So in between this D-bag sandwich... Let's put a little joy and a little love in between. We are going to hear from Bradley, who has sent us a little audio happiness from Rwanda, where he is traveling with the American Refugee Committee. And uh, he is we, we are very excited to hear from him whenever he can send us a little something so we can hear about his experience there. We're going to hear a little bit from Bradley. After this on My Talk 107.1. Well, Bradley Trainer is uh, in Rwanda with the American Refugee Committee. And every so often, when he's able to, he'll send us a little audio so we can check in on him. And he's done just that on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Holly's filling in with me. And uh, here is Bradley, straight from Africa. Brad sent a voicemail from Africa. Brad sent a voicemail from Africa. Brad sent a voicemail. Hey guys, it's me. I'm still in Rwanda. I have absolutely no idea what day it is. It doesn't matter. We're having a blast. That's the most important thing. I wanted to um, tell you a couple things really quickly. First, we went back to the Nyabaheki refugee camp today. We worked on some service projects. We uh, assembled the inside of a library so that kids and adults could learn and have fun. But the best part of that, we held an impromptu English class with a wonderful teacher. His name is Innocent. Now, Innocent is one of the many volunteers who actually live in the camp. He is himself a refugee, but he thinks it's important that his fellow camp members learn English. So he teaches English on his own time, on his own dime. And he was an amazing lesson um, in the power of giving back. During that lesson, we had a little fun. And I'm going to share a little bit of that fun with you because in addition to sharing some English words with the class, the class shared some Kenya Rwanda words with us. So do you want to learn some Kenya Rwanda? First, I should say that's um, one of the local languages that's spoken here in Rwanda. All right. First word is the word for friend. And that word is inshuti. Kenya Rwanda for friend, inshuti. Now, here's the other phrase. Next time you meet somebody from Rwanda, you're going to say to them, 
Muraho. Muraho. That's the Kenya Rwanda word for, hey, how are you? Or hello there. All right, so you just learned two things. I've learned a bunch of stuff. Again, I've learned how amazing people are. Um, that teacher that I was telling you about, Innocent, he's given so much of himself. We were able to give supplies uh, to him and his class members, but we were also able to gift him a bike so that he can get back and forth to class, etc. Just one of the many great things that I've seen while I've been here in Rwanda this week. I can't wait to come back, tell you tons more stories. I hope one day you'll be able to come on one of these trips too. You would have a blast. I hope it's getting warm there, um, but most importantly, I miss you guys. I can't wait to see you soon. I love you. Bye bye. Um, I don't think that we should tell Bradley that it's going to be eight below tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And that we're <laughs> going to have sub zero temp- temperatures pretty much through next weekend. Yikes. Oh, I just love I love hearing from him um, yeah. when he takes these trips. So this is the first time that he has been to Rwanda with American Refugee Committee. He's been twice to Uganda. So this is a little bit of a different trip. Uh, the last time he was able to go on one of these trips, he kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. So this is all new territory. So he's seeing all new sites, going to all new places and um, meeting all new people. It sounds like it's a really powerful experience as all of Bradley's trips with American Refugee Committee are. Yeah, no kidding. So I'm always thankful when we get to hear um, the audio that he sends back. We appreciate he's thinking about us. I know, I know. And then, of course, when he comes back, I always know that he gives us like two minutes of audio from like 24 hours of no doubt life-changing, you know, time. And then when he comes back, it's like he has so much that he's going to want to share. And he'll be able to share a little bit uh, of that when he comes back and you'll hear it of course in the spots but we'll we'll hear more from him on Monday when he comes back uh, from this trip in Rwanda and hopefully we'll hear again tomorrow yes and he's sending audio as he's able to but that's always fun to do um, well you know it's after we hear that wonderful story and we hear Bradley Trainer meeting wonderful people doing wonderful things learning new stuff and sharing with us it's hard to take a a turn like this but we have to something's working holly's last nerve listen i'm telling you you getting on my last nerve colleen and bradley present working my last nerve you are stepping on my last nerve i know i'm not the only one colleen i know i am not the only one what is working your last nerve holly this gender reveal lasagna. <laughs> we touched on this so briefly yesterday. Very briefly yesterday. I know you, uh, Colleen, and I talked about this in a dirt alert. I believe it was at 2 p.m. because I just wanted to talk about it, but briefly. And now we have an opportunity to really talk about it. I so- have to actually see what this looks like because oh. the idea of like, you know, cutting into lasagna and seeing pink or blue just yes. in general sort of turns my stomach because to me that means something's gone bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You're thinking either mold or you're yeah. thinking maybe the recipe didn't turn out right. Now, if you're for those at home, you can go and look at this lasagna on our website. It's at mytalk1071.com. You can also go to our Facebook page. And this lasagna comes courtesy. <laughs> I know it's so gross, isn't it? Uh, a company called Villa Italian Kitchen sent out a press release yesterday that they are selling a $140 gender reveal lasagna. 
Yes. Oh, my gosh. For a mere $140, you and your family can receive the perceived gender identity of your unborn fetus with a surprise announcement dictated by food coloring in your lasagna. So the way the lasagna is set up is that it looks like a regular lasagna in a family-style pan. And then when you cut into into the lasagna, the cheese on the inside is either blue or pink. Oh, my gosh. Can we stop it? No. Can we stop it? Can we just, can we stop it with the gender reveal lasagna? Not only that, but gender reveal parties in general are just working my last year. You're not for it at all. I am not for it at all. What I am for is the celebration of the impending birth of a child. That is very exciting. Yes. A momentous occasion. Yes. That should be celebrated. It's full of joy and wonder and excitement. Have the baby showers. Get together. Have the parties. Do whatever you need to do to celebrate your wonderful child coming onto this earth. But for the love of Pete, does it have to include a disgusting lasagna with blue cheese on the inside? Here's the funny thing. So, like, the gender reveal party, this is this came on the scene after... I was having babies. Yeah. Like this is a relatively new phenomenon. And it's caught on with the rise of Instagram and social media. And I'm not saying that like people didn't do this before they did. I'm sure, but it it wasn't as popular until probably like the last decade. That's when it's caught on. And like you said, probably a lot of it has to do with social media. Colleen, you weren't buying a dumb lasagna with dumb blue cheese on the inside. For me, the thing that is like upsetting about it is the one-upsmanship of it. It's like you can't just say it's gonna be a girl. Yeah, be excited. Yeah. That's fine. It's like suddenly people have to shoot off fireworks. Do you remember the guy who set fire to like a national uh, park? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the gender reveal party that featured an alligator revealing the gender of the child? I mean, no, let, no just no. good old fashioned. It's a boy or it's a girl. I think it'll do. It'll do. It's I don't exciting. Need your blue lasagna. No, it's that's okay. disgusting. Can you imagine what that's going to look like? In Coming out seven to eight Ooh. hours after that. That's nasty, gross. Uh, hey, question: Are your kids obsessed with a song that you cannot stand? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's that 